0: In this presentation, we will discuss items that are not income related to a sole proprietorship, typically reporting on a Schedule C. This information can be found in publication 334. Items that are not income. In some cases, the property or money you receive is not income. And notice in these cases, that's typically what we were hoping for. That's hoping what we want because once again, thinking about our Schedule C If we're on the income line income will increase the net income calculation of income minus expenses and that will result in us owing more taxes. So if there's something that we got money for that we don't have to include in income and therefore possibly don't have to pay taxes on then that would be a good thing. So we don't want to include something in income that we don't have to legally include in income. And obviously, if we include something in income that we didn't have to include in income, it's unlikely that the IRS is going to correct that information. However, if we don't include something in income that we should have included in income, it's much more likely that the IRS will uh, take a look at that. So, things that we don't have to include, we're probably not going to get much help from the IRS to tell us, hey, you didn't have to include that in income and pay us taxes on it. So, we want to make sure we're aware <laughs> of the things that don't have to be included. Back to the text appreciation. Increase in value of your property are not income until you realize the increases through a sale or other taxable disposition. So when we have appreciation as opposed to depreciation we don't typically have to record the appreciation if things you can think of something like your home appreciates in value but in terms of business property we have similar things that could go up in value as well. If our inventory goes up in value or if our equipment let's say goes up in value then we don't have to report the increase in value typically until we sell it because that's when we're going to realize in essence the gain the increase in that value. Back to the text consignments. Consignments of merchandise to others to sell for you are not sales. The title of merchandise remains with you the consignor even after the consignee possesses the merchandise therefore if you ship goods to and consignment you have no profit or loss until the consignee sells the merchandise merchandise you have shipped out on consignment is included in your inventory until it is sold so consignment basically means that you're going to give the inventory to somebody else to sell but it's still yours so you might i've seen situations where basically a painter might give their merchandise their paintings to a restaurant and possibly even the restaurant puts them up on the wall and whatnot the restaurant has the basically possession of them but the owner of the painting still technically has ownership in theory and therefore they didn't make a sale just because the restaurant is holding on to them and they don't have to report any income now once the restaurant sells the the paintings then the the income is going to go to the restaurant and part of it take a fee of it would go to the owner that gave it to the restaurant in that case. And that would be when the income would be recognized at that point in time. Do not include merchandise you receive on consignment in your inventory. So if we were receiving the merchandise. Then it wouldn't be part of our inventory. In, our, in that example if we were the restaurant that got the paintings. We wouldn't include the paintings as inventory. Because we're just holding on to them. We're going to sell them and facilitate the sale. But in essence they are actually owned by the artist and then once we sell them we're just basically the intermediary in theory and we're going to take a cut or get some percentage for the sale but the owner of the inventory is the painter up until the point in time that it is sold and then of course the person sold to is then the owner after the sale happens. Back to the text. Include your profit or commission on merchandise consigned to you in your income when you sell the merchandise or when you receive your profit or commission, depending upon the method of accounting you use. Construction Allowances If you enter into a lease after August 5, 1997, you can exclude from income the construction allowance you receive in cash or as rent reduction from your landlord if you receive it under both the following conditions. Under a short-term lease of retail space for the purpose of constructing or improving qualified long-term real property for use in your business at the retail space. Amount you can exclude. You can exclude the construction allowance to the extent it does not exceed the amount you spent for construction or improvements. Short-term lease. A short-term lease is a lease or other agreement. For occupancy or use of rental space for 15 years or less, the following rules apply in determining whether the lease is for 15 years or less. Take into account options to renew when uh, figuring whether the lease is for 15 years or less, but do not take into account any option to renew at fair market value uh, determined at the time of renewal. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail on this because of course this is a specific item to specific type of industry. Next item two or more successive leases that are part of the the same transaction or a series of related transactions for the same or substantially similar retail space are treated as one lease. Retail space what is retail space? Retail space is real property lease occupied or otherwise used by you as a tenant in your business of selling tangible personal property or services to the general public what's a qualified long-term real property qualified long-term real property is non-residential property that is part of or otherwise present at your retail space and that reverts to the landlord when the lease ends exchange of like kind property Generally if you exchange real property used for business or held as an investment solely for other business or investment real property of like kind no gain or loss is recognized. This means that the gain is for is not taxable and the loss is not deductible. See more information uh, see form 8824. So if we qualify for a like kind exchange here's basically the theory of the like kind exchange. In essence we have uh, a situation where something wants to be exchanged but the two individuals are in essence in the same point after the exchange. Because they're exchanging something that is similar in nature. And therefore the, the, what we wanted to avoid, what the tax code wanted to avoid is people not engaging in this transaction because of the tax consequences. So for example, if we were exchanging something and, we, and the basis was different and we had to record a sale and then uh, a purchase then there would there would be a triggering of possibly taxes in a situation where some would argue there shouldn't be taxes because really the two people are in the same situation afterwards because they exchange things that are like kind or like in nature Uh, however the elimination of the gain of course leads to people wanting to set up more transactions as a like kind transaction so it gets somewhat uh, complicated but if there's qualifications if you can qualify for a like kind property then it may be possible to have an exchange and at which point there's no uh, gain recognized as if there was a sale and then a purchase and instead possibly the basis would of the property would just then be allocated to the new piece of property so let's read through that one more time exchange of like kind property Generally, if you exchange real property used for business or held as an investment solely for other business or investment real property of uh, a like kind, no gain or loss is recognized. This means that the gain is not taxable and the loss is not deductible. For more information on that, you can go to to, Form 8823. You can look at the form and you can go to the publications or you can look at the instructions for the form at the IRS website, irs.gov leasehold improvements. If a tenant erects buildings or makes improvements to your property, the increase in the value of the property due to the improvements is not income to you. However, if the facts indicate that the improvements are a payment of rent to you, then the increase in the value would be income. This one can be a little bit tricky. So let's go through this again because it gets into the relationship of the, the leasee and the leaseor. So if we're renting property and we're getting payments of rents on the property what if the person leasing the property has improvements to the property and it really kind of depends on whether or not we basically asked or are benefiting from that improvement and therefore should we have to include it in income. Let's look at it again if a tenant erects buildings or makes improvements to your property the increase in the value of the property due to improvements is not income. So let's say they just they make improvements and you didn't you, they and they made improvements and it wasn't for rent or anything like that. They just improved the property. Well, that's going to increase the property value. And again, we wouldn't typically record the income if the increase in property value went up until the point in time we sold the property because that's when we're going to realize the gain of the increase in the property value. However, if the facts indicate that the improvements are a payment for rent to you, then the income uh, in value would be income. So if they if they said we're going to make these improvements in replacement of rent, so this is going to be like our rent, we're going to have improvements. Well, then of course the value of the improvements is compensation or for rent, and that in that case we would have to include it in uh, income. Back to the text: loans, money borrowed through a bona fide loan, is not income. So obviously, if we got a loan. You might, it might look like income because if we we're on, especially if we're on a cash basis, we look at our bank account and we're like, here's your deposit, it's income, we got money, but it's a loan. So we, don't have, we really don't want to record the loan in income, even though we got money because of course we have to pay the money back. So make sure that if you, if you got any loans, then typically, even if we got money, we don't want to record the loan in income, we don't want to pay taxes on it we're already paying interest on it and we don't we don't need to be paying taxes on it as well uh, next item sales tax state and local sales tax imposed on the buyer which were required to collect and pay over to state or local governments are not income this one could be a little bit confusing too because note that when we sell things if we're subject to sales tax kind of like usage tax sales tax then uh, we have to charge a higher amount for that amount so i mean if we if we said our sales price is hundred dollars and then there's sales tax and whatever we have to charge 105 then we're going to say hmm we got 105 and if we just look at our deposits we're going to say hey we got 105 dollars we should record that uh, as basically income but notice that part of that five dollars isn't income because we didn't get to keep it we had to pay it to this to the state so if you think about this in a journal entry format usually you would say that you you got cash Cash was received, and it goes up by one oh I know this is really sloppy one oh five it goes up, and then you would have sales, which is income that we'd have to rec- and it would go up by one hundred and then the five dollars the balance would be increasing a payable account, a liability account, so that would this would be a balance sheet account, and so it wouldn't hit sales typically, and then we would pay off that five dollars. By decreasing cash and decreasing the payable so in theory if we did that correctly we wouldn't be recording sales i mean the um, the amount related to the sales tax in sales or income but if you just go by and you go through and you just count all all of the cash receipts you got then it's quite possible that someone will include the sales tax and possibly overstate sales which we don't want to do we don't want to overstate sales we only want to report what we need to do on, on income for taxes.